Top Friday, baby, better than yesterday. Let's get it. Life with less stress starts here, the Ono Roller. The Ono Roller is an antidote to our world of endless busyness, stimulation, and stress by giving our hands something grounding and satisfying to fidget with. Onos are shown to relieve stress and enhance focus, but those benefits are just the beginning. It relieves stress and anxiety by soothing and satisfying with its rolling motion. It has the ability to calm even the busiest of minds. Relaxation and meditation, as if you were to feel that need of an escape. Simply align your thoughts with the Ono's smooth and rhythmic motion to enter your flow state. Muscle relief and massaging is another benefit. Use the Ono to release any built-up tension in smaller muscles and tendons by rolling it gently across your skin. It feels like if you take two highlighters with the caps off and roll those in your hand, but even better. I love my Ono Roller. It was a great gift that I received. And if you use my code CLINTSTROMAN at checkout, you can get 15% off. Go check them out. Welcome to Tank Top Friday. Join us each week as we dive deep into topics like goal setting, self-improvement, and personal growth. I'm Clint Stroman, and on the show today, Tanner and how he's tapping into his full potential, both professionally and as a father, and how he's learning to prioritize what really matters in life. Dude, welcome. Thank you for being here. Glad to finally be here, man. Uh, I know that it's been a while, um, but we made it happen. I think that we're going to sweet direction with this podcast and I've been really really stoked to have you on uh ever since I mentioned just the idea of having you on um I know that you've got a pretty busy life so do I right now but I think it's it's really cool and says something to be able to sit down and and have a conversation kind of get away from it for a minute and and uh and settle in and talk about some some motivating topics yeah absolutely um yeah, I mean, even just being here this afternoon and kind of getting out from the norm of the the daily tasks that that I have to do anyway. So it, it was nice to come out here and get to chat about all this, man. Yeah, and not to mention we did an ice plunge before, and uh, Tanner here decided that he wanted to hold the now he holds the record for the uh, new recover ice plunge at the house. So five minutes, I think he did five minutes and five seconds, and I did three minutes. So. Thanks for that, dude. Absolutely. And if you do four, I got to do five. It's just how, that's just it. But I really liked your idea of doing like a, a leaderboard for the house for when guests come in person. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that would be a good challenge, man. Yeah. If anybody gets more than five, you got to let me know so I can come back. All right. Easy. And hopefully by then I'll have, um, I'll have the, the actual cold plunge that stays cold where I don't have to spend money on ice anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to get get into it here and and kind of kind of do what I usually ask a lot of guests and it's, it's a simple question of what what does Tank Top Friday mean to you, man? I, I'm interested in knowing. Yeah, so honestly, man, since listening in and, and chatting with you, I, I think for me, what it means to me is that uh, it's just a weekly reminder to to get after it, to push yourself, but also have a good time, right? So that's kind of what I get from it, um, to get out of the comfort zone. Uh, and I just think Friday's a good reminder, man. Everybody loves Friday. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that kind of goes into, like, just doing something different or doing something to, um, like, like I know that you mentioned balance. 
and just keeping a, a solid balance because I know when I go, go, go and just go hard all the time, I tend to burn myself out both mentally and physically. I'm sure you get to the same way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, between jobs and then family and, and just things in life in general, fitness, even like balancing all that, um, it's easy to, I think, get in a rut and kind of leave yourself, uh, I don't know, on one end of the spectrum, right? So you're focusing more on work or uh, the family aspect and falling back on one thing. So just finding that balance uh, has kind of been my priority. I would say this year it's it's been a learning experience for sure. Um, I know that, so for you, um, you're a firefighter yep, and that is your, your full-time thing right now. I would say that to me, you are the firefighter because I mean, dude, they're getting after it, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, and then you're also a fitness coach for, um, a company called Fit Responder. Yep. Plug. Yeah. Right in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So full-time firefighter, I'm actually... I would say fairly new to that. Um, I've only been doing that for three years. Um, but I mean, I'm learning a lot. It's it's continual growth there, continual learning. Um, but I enjoy it. I enjoy the the brotherhood of it. Uh, you know, the change every day as far as what you're doing or what you may see or come across. Um, and then Fit Responder has just been like an awesome opportunity. Um, Early on in life, I did a lot of personal training in the gym, a lot of coaching, um, and now I'm able to do that online and have the opportunity to talk to people across the world and help other first responders. So that's been uh, a really, really cool opportunity. Yeah, ever since that, I've seen uh, the whole gist behind first res- or fit responder and and all that. Um, I, I remember I I initially asked you like, dude, what's that all about? Like, I want to be, I want to be in it. Like, how do I? Can I be here? Can I just be a motivational speaker? Or, right. You know, you, you know, uh, but that is a goal of mine. I think when I finish my master's or maybe when I start back in the fall, I want to go ahead and get my certification finally and um, and maybe get in on that too because what a, what a perfect way to do it via social media and Zoom and all that stuff. And you can also, you know, throw out your own serious or funny stuff involving fitness <laughs> and you know i see a lot of stuff up there like how to work out like a cop yeah, the donut lifts and all that yeah finally today we got some some good stuff on the cops and he always gives the firefighters crap uh <laughs> you know there's a lot of police officers in the program there's a lot of firefighters too so we go back and forth ems um man we have ever y'all all all types all kinds it's a funny group yeah and the founder uh Ted Stern, okay. he will be on as well. Uh, I think he's going to be on sometime in at the end of June. So, yeah, really good. I'm looking forward to that because, I mean, all I know of him is he's an awesome dude. He's a former policeman and, and he's a fitness trainer, and, and yeah. that's what he's done. And he's and my mustache is way better than you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know he'll probably listen to this, so there's a little a little dick. <laughs> but you, um. So before you decided to become a firefighter, you were heavy, heavy in CrossFit as an instructor even for quite a while, right? Yeah, so I did that. Um, I don't remember the year, but I, I did that basically full time for the, for several years before I got into firefighting. And that's actually how I came across firefighting was people that I met through CrossFit. 
Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. I was young, right? I didn't have any, uh, huge responsibilities. Uh, I was in school, uh, getting some more certifications and things like that. So my main focus was training, um, uh, to compete and to coach. Um, so it was like 5 a.m. to 8, and then I would train from like 8 to 10 or 11, and then come back and train from like, or coach from like 1 to 5.30. Um, that was kind of my life for probably four or five years. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. Um, looking back now, it's like, man, that, that's crazy to think that there was that many years of me doing that, but... um I enjoyed it all, man. It, it was a good time. I met a lot of people that I'm still really good friends with now, and I learned a lot. Um, and, of course, I had part-time jobs here and there between that, but mostly I was just focusing on, like, school and, and uh, training to compete. And then switching, what was your main what was your main thing that made you want to make the switch to being a firefighter and, doing, and going that route? I think just this can't really say the stability I was just ready for a career path and I knew the whole time coaching like that that wasn't going to be my career but at the time it had paid my bills and I really enjoyed it and I was still trying to figure out what I really wanted to do um and after talking to two of my friends that that were heavy in it uh, I got into the academy and man as soon as I I'm gonna plug CVCC's academy they're they're really great um so I will say that Top of Valley Community College has a great program. So I went there and did that and fell in love with it, man. Right. That's awesome. Um, have you had any like points of resistance uh, in that realm, really, like for yourself or, or professionally when it comes to firefighting? Not really. I mean, I think the hardest thing with, with all that is the schedule, right? And, and the stuff you come across in that career path, obviously, as mm -hmm. any first responder, some of the things you see, um, which I'm sure you can relate, is like, it, it could absolutely mess with you, but uh, to each their own. I yeah, it's on that one. You just find different ways to deal with it. Um, yeah, and you kind of you kind of make that decision going into it. Absolutely. I mean, I hope that, you know, you wouldn't be completely blind to the fact that you might see some stuff or go through some stuff that you never really have seen before. You know, it's going to be hard to handle or maybe hard to kind of get over. Um, and that kind of goes into a whole nother, a whole nother realm. <laughs> but I mean, I, um, I, I, I gotta say, I, I thought at once when I was going to get out of the Marine Corps that maybe I wanted to be a firefighter because it would kind of, I think it would fit you. Yeah. yeah it kind of, you have to say, uh, keep the same type of vibe, you know, like you still got like your, your brothers that you work with and you, yep. might, you might hang with them, you might not hang with them, but you know, they're always there and all that type of stuff. And. Because I know I knew I didn't want to be a police officer. I don't really know why exactly. I just didn't want to do that. I thought about highway patrol, um, but that would have been my only thing. I, I was like highway patrol or nothing. Sure. Um, but then I just said, no, dude. Let's let's challenge yourself and go way off the path <laughs> and go get into acting and do all that. Dude, you, you know, get my degree in theater and absolutely go that route. And I mean, all that was a you know a weird transition. The easiest transition would have been to go firefighter or you know highway patrol or something like that uh, for me for the as most guys do you know yeah and that was very similar with me it was just kind of something that i'd it, it related to sports in yeah. a way with me so yeah i mean um i know that you were really big into sports for a long time before 
getting into just straight fitness and CrossFit. I mean, so, so based on, based off of that, like, what is your, what was your, what was your thing when trying to find like a purpose outside of sports? How did you transition into that? Yeah. So that was, uh, that's actually a really good question. That, so coming out of high school, um, you know, you think your whole life, you're like, as a, as a kid playing sports, like, oh man, I'm going to go to the NFL. I'm going to go to the NFL. And, um, I wouldn't say I was at that point, but I knew like I wanted to play college football for whatever reason. Uh, I ended up a week out before camp. Uh, I think I was just going to go play D3 at, at Guilford and it was about a week out and I just decided, you know what, man, like I'm good. Um, I think I'm done. I think my time with, with this sport is kind of done. I need to figure out what else I can do or what else I like. And I would say for like two or three years, it was really hard because I felt like my identity had been football for so long that I didn't even know like what else I could do. And, um, so it was, it was a, it was a different kind of experience for sure. And that's when I found CrossFit and it kind of got that competitive edge back for me. Um, and then led me into, to, uh, you know, my job as a coach and, and so forth. Were you like. I feel like you're like a record holder from your high school or something like that. Um, I probably, I know that some of my numbers are still on the weightlifting room. I don't know if, uh, any of my numbers as far as like stats. Yeah. I mean, they may hold up, but there's been some pretty good, uh, I played running back. So there's been some pretty good other guys there, you know, looking as far as the yards and all that go. But, yeah, but yeah, man. Um, Speaking on that a little bit, I mean, uh, you you mentioned to me that, you know, you're trying to realize and get to a point where, where sports and competing doesn't really, like, define who you are as a person. Um, what, based off of that, though, what, what do those things, what does that do for you? Like, being so, you're clearly, like, a very passionate person when it comes to fitness and CrossFit and, I mean, the whole... 360 degrees on it with eating properly and you know we all have our moments but you know what what does that do for you outside of when you when you think about it in that sense where it's not about defining you it's about yeah so I think again I didn't want this to turn into where the whole football situation I let it define me and I didn't really know where to go from there but like CrossFit kind of started to do that I started to feel that way I got into competing really heavy and, uh, you know, you have a bad day of training or something like it wrecks your whole day. And then you kind of step back and realize <laughs> three years later that, uh, it, it doesn't matter at all. Like it literally doesn't matter. Um, you know, I just use like CrossFit, for example, you, you can be the 37th fittest man in the world and nobody knows or cares. And that's not ever what I was going for with any of that or ever will be going for, but, um, yeah, I think just not letting that become my identity or ruin my day and get to me and, you know, kind of realize what else I can do and, and I have more worth than just a sport. Is that something that also drives you, like, daily? Yeah. Is that something that, that drives your mentality when you wake up in the morning? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, And And, I'm like I said, man, the whole, my whole, the whole aspect I have on it has changed um, now, especially with, like, my daughters is just like my number one duty is to be a good father and a good husband. Yeah. Um, 
but I still have my priorities, right? I still enjoy fitness. I still love it. I'm still diving into other, you know, competitions. I just started getting into tactical games and things like that. Just stuff to like still let me get that taste of the competitive, you know, stuff, but also, uh, I still want to be there and present at, at home. When you get in, I know, was that your first tactical games that you did? Yeah, man, it was. And you rocked the tank on Friday tank. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was. So for me, the fitness side was already there, right? Um, anything there that I had to do fitness-wise was like I was good to go. The shooting side, man, other than like shooting in the woods and stuff as a kid growing up, I didn't know how to like properly, you know, hold my breath or shoot or pull the trigger just things like that so it's been a whole new learning experience but also with fitness so it's something new something that i continue to learn um and i'm excited man i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing it and enjoy it and uh whatever man is it once a year or twice a year so there's like multiple events i'm probably they're not only in south carolina no the ones i'll be doing are you know they're close uh south carolina west virginia but i'll probably do like three or four this year just to kind of learn and then We'll see, man. And is that does that fall into like one of your? Would you say that's one of your, one of your things that like keeps you keeps you going and like is a hobby to you, as well? Yeah, it's def, it's a hobby for sure. It's not anything I'm prioritizing, but it's fun for me. Um, the fitness in general is just for me, like for my sanity, is something that I just love in general. So I've never had an issue with that. Um, but but yeah, man, it's it's just a hobby right now. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm um I'm serious about doing it with you too. I just need to get, I just need to get geared up. Absolutely, man. You let me know when. There's partner events all the time. I just need to talk to you a little bit more about specifics on um you know what I should be looking at as far as what I need to buy and yeah. all that good stuff. Because I don't want to go in with a a little twenty two pistol or something like. Hey that. guys, I'm good. I brought it. <laughs> yeah. So I've had to like slowly and then carefully uh, get stuff here and there to you know. Have all my loadout. You, you yeah, say. yeah, that's cool though. I mean, I saw the pictures and it looked it looked warm out there. It looked hot. It I got yeah. Are you saying because of my sunburn? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got so scorched. I was like two events in. So the first event was a uh, you know we did this like two minute shooting stage, ran a half a mile, two minute shooting stage while we're wearing our twenty pound vest. After that, we ran back, picked up a 40-pound ruck pack, ruck bag, I'm sorry, and uh, ran four miles. So the sun was just, like, beating on us the whole time, and I realized then that I had messed up. Where are you at mentally during during that time frame, especially when you're, you know, any, any type of situation like that involving, let's say, any type of competition from CrossFit back in the day, or something like the tactical games. Like, do you ever get to a point mentally where you uh, you have to find that extra gear? Um, yeah. I mean, I've there's been some some workouts for sure that like I did have to push into a really dark place. But I this sounds crazy. Like, I really enjoy going there. I like testing myself and my limits, um, in fitness. But I think if you ask anybody that knows me, like, I have a good time with it. So even when I am absolutely dying in a workout, like I'm probably still going to dance after. I'm probably making some funny remarks during. It's just, it's fun for me. Yeah, dude. I agree with you. I'm the same way. I, I, um, I, 
I, I asked that because I know at times in my life I've had to go at the time I didn't even realize it you're on a 50k <laughs> hike with 100 plus pounds on your back and you know there's no other option but to put one foot in front of the other and uh, and then you're doing something similar to that but now you're actually you know overseas and you're you're in Iraq or Afghanistan or yeah, and I think you said it is like one foot in front of the other, and that's all you can think about. I mean, honestly, I haven't, I haven't even thought of that as one of the, you know, a good thing to kind of throw in with the gist of the podcast here. But one foot in front of the other, man, yeah. it's just because that's an, I, I, I know that you're the type of person that has like that non-negotiable mindset where even if you don't feel like it or you don't have the motivation that morning or something else comes up you still you're still gonna go get it and honestly that's motivating to me personally yeah so that's actually one of the things that you know obviously I'm, I'm big on values and I'm big on non-negotiables in your life and that can relate to anything uh whether that's fitness work or uh just your family but um yeah I'm big on the non-negotiables and I think they kind of have carried me through my life even before I knew that I I had non-negotiables. So, um, what, what would be, what would be like, what you would think is your earliest, your earliest memory that you you kind of, you kind of, inducted that, and started saying, hey, these non-negotiables are going to be part of my life, and and that's how I'm going to live it. Uh, probably just younger being in sports. Um, I mean, I started just obsessing over like the the weight room and things like that and when you start as a young guy obviously you start to notice results in the gym and stuff then um I started noticing like I said these results and I was like okay this is what I get if I show up at you know 6 a.m and hit these workouts before class uh and it just started paying off from there so I would say probably it probably started in like early 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 high school or late middle school maybe um I mean, and at that point, were you like, were you going, were you going through like anything, like resistance wise, at that point in your life? Were you, was there anything that was like, you know, could have easily held you back, or made you be like, you know what, I don't care about it anymore? Um. Yes and no. I mean, again, it was kind of one of those things. Like I had such a passion for sports and and just fitness again in general. Um, but there was definitely bouts of adversity where I absolutely could have just said, you know, screw it. Um, and just, uh, again, drama filled things that can kind of pull you away from it. Right. Um, but you know, not off the top of my head, but I look at resistance a lot different. It is what it is. Uh, I think some people let it overcome them and I have before, you know, well, it's always going to be there. Yeah, exactly. No matter what, it's exactly. always going to be there. And people don't even, I think it's one thing to, um, it's one thing to go through it and deal with it in your own way, but to be mindful and really go within and go, okay, wait, this is a point of resistance in my life right now, whether it be mental, physical, whatever it may be. Now I realize that. Now let's see how we can combat that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And you just have to welcome it because it's it, just like you said, it's going to happen um, at some point. Well, what's your biggest point of resistance in life right now, you think? Think, 
when it, it's always me, right? It's you as an individual and how you look at things, yeah. your outlook on the situation. Um, so I think right now it's just, again, it's like that balance and prioritizing my main priorities. Um, I came across this comment. I don't even know where it was, but it just stuck in my head and it was be where your feet are. So for me, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm at work now. My feet are here. This is where I'm standing. This is where I focus. I'm at home now. This is where my feet are. This is where I need to be focused. Yeah. So for me, that was just like, that hit me and I was like, I love that. Yeah, dude. I mean, some of those, some of those sayings are like kind of cliche, but something like that is like, it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. Be where your feet are. What do you mean? Like, where are your feet right now? Exactly. Your feet are in this basement recording this podcast. Or where you need to be. Your feet are in the bottom of the pool. And if they shouldn't be there, then you need to leave and go where they need to be, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes your feet aren't where they need to be. Yeah, that is true. That is very true sometimes. Um I know that I know that you have, you know, tons of tons of goals, of course. You know, just a, a driven individual and very goal oriented. But um do you have any specific goals that are that are things that you're setting for yourself like this year that you're trying to get to? Yeah, so Zoe, my my wife Zoe and I were, we've been wanting so bad to have on place, right? We're, we're we're in an apartment currently, so one of the big goals for this year was to hopefully close on a house. So we're currently doing that, which you just did, right? Yeah, we're, we're on the we have a couple more weeks, and then we'll be closing on a house, and it's gonna be our first uh, family house. Awesome, dude! So that was a huge goal for us. Yeah. Um, where is it? Is it here in Hickory? It's like 20 minutes from where we're at. Okay, gotcha. It's, it's more in the uh, Alexander County. Cool. Back where I grew up. Nice. I said I would never go back and like where I'm going back. <laughs> it's all pretty close though. It is. And, and, that's it. and you're still a very short distance to to hit some hikes and yeah. to get outside and do stuff like that. Absolutely. Do you, um, do you find yourself wanting to do things like that this year a little bit more during as spring and summer hit and like get outside and go some places you haven't been before? Yeah, yeah. So, and again, like I think with the girls, with my daughters, like just that's it. We've been stuck kind of in apartments in the city, and I want to say city, but to me, it's the city because I I kind of grew up away from it all. Um, so yeah, getting them outside, enjoying the fresh air rather than the concrete, yeah, um, is big. And I just I like the outdoors in general. Um. And just being in the woods, I've always enjoyed that kind of stuff. Me too, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was just talking to Laura today about going on our first little hike with Finley, yeah. strapped to me. Maybe <laughs> we're thinking about just going up to Blowing Rock and hitting that little trail that's right outside of the main Blowing Rock downtown. Yeah. But I think, I think as he gets older, that's gonna be awesome because I know one of my things in my head is like, all right, cool, we're gonna have this baby. Of course, it's going to be a while before he can like actually come with me and go yeah. on like a father son camp trip or something or. You know, just do fun stuff. Leave mom at home, or let her do her own thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be a minute, but you know, it, I think I'm I'm learning. I mean, I know that you're you still fall under the new father realm. You're a little over a year as a new father, and um, I I can hear Finley crying. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it might it might show up on on this episode, but um, yeah, I I think as a as a new father myself that is the biggest thing and will continue to be the biggest thing for me is just uh learning that 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 
level of patience. Yes, I never, ever expected. And honestly, I'm finding that I'm really settling into it with him a lot quicker than I thought. Um, because for a while there, his crying in my ear was setting off like a, an alarm. <laughs> sure, yeah. I was talking to my therapist about it with the VA and, and I asked him about why that is impacting me so hard. And I feel like it shouldn't. He said, well, you're your body and mentally you are engineered after so much so much time doing what you did when that uh, it's literally an alarm going off in your head so yeah. your instinct is to you know freak out yeah. you know so i've been thinking about that when he starts really really fussing and i'm like it's all right yeah, there's a lot of adjustments yeah man and i think that learning that level of patience for me is big time i'm sure you've been there yeah yeah i think um so I kind of came into it. I have a, a, um, my two daughters, Nova Bell and, and Mabel. Nova Bell is four, um, and then Mabel just turned one. Uh, so I'm overloaded with estrogen in the house, but uh, I'll be honest, and I'm not afraid to admit it, I'm very, very, very impatient. Uh, but it's something that I'm like, I, I pray about it all the time. I pray for patience or just the opportunity to be exposed to the point to where I have to be patient. And yeah. I think that I've had my prayers answered a lot this year. Yeah. But it's a good thing. Yeah. Were you, um, were you raised in the church from, from little, from being real little? So yes, yes and no. We, uh, I think from the time I was like a, a baby up to like probably five or six we went to church like every sunday and stuff um then we moved and and uh we went here and there my i mean my mom and, and dad both obviously wanted to do it but you know how that goes and, and they always uh they always tried to get us to go and we, we typically went for the most part um and then you know you start going to school and high school and stuff and you kind of just it's easy to get out of it and and yeah so my wife really brought me back into it yeah into uh it's weird how that works yeah and i need and you know the lord knew it and and uh so she brought me back closer uh to the lord to church um we actually go to soma so there's another plug if you get yeah, it's a whole nother level of uh, you know it's like enjoyable and it's not repetitive i feel like absolutely and so i grew up catholic and oh talking yeah. about repetitive <laughs> yeah for and i have i have you know i mean i i family's from Michigan originally you know everybody's Catholic up in Michigan I'm sure and um after high school we stopped going to church you know and, and then mom would be like are you guys coming home for Easter so we can go to Easter Sunday and I'm like mom that's what's the point here you know like once a year I feel like there's a little like yeah and that's how that's the same way mom my, my mom was she obviously she always pushed me to to go and stuff but she was also very uh flexible and yeah. she let me do my thing until I went off course and then she didn't so yeah <laughs> I mean I do remember I remember the times where we would go to the Christmas Eve mass, yes and we were always we always talked mom and dad into letting us open a present <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was cool that, that was a cool memory and I played um I played uh even it, it was a church play but I remember I played Santa so I was I just landed lead roles when I was I was landing lead roles, dude. And I was like, well, five years old. <laughs> <laughs> My mom sent me an old picture of that when she was looking at baby pics of me. Um, but dude, I, I, I wanted to ask you something that's, um, 
that's that's kind of um, generated in a way to really make you make you think about uh, something different every day, and that is what what are the steps, whether they be simple or very intricate, that you're taking every day to get better, to get better as a person, as a father, professionally, fitness wise. I mean, you're you know your personal goals and steps that you're taking yeah so man one of the big things i think is i get up i usually get up early pretty early and i go hit the gym and i have like this time between the gym and when i need to just kind of start getting ready for work it's usually about 20 or 30 minutes and i can kind of just sit back and think about what i need to do for the day um you know what I need to prioritize again and and then just what goals I have that I need to check off for that day. Um, that's big for me. I've always been that way. The morning time is just kind of a time I want to sip coffee and think about what I need to do. Do you do that every morning? Yes. If even if I don't wake up early, uh like that's a tanner no it's like oh dude, that is yeah, that actually is. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I sip my coffee, the house is quiet and that's when I have time to think. What happens when you go to do that and the little one is freaking out. What do you do then? Because I want to know. Like, so, so, what do I do then? Well, I will say this. Give you the tips, man. Ever since Mabel, my youngest daughter, was born, I have, like, I kind of want her. I, I, the moment I hear her crying, I know, like, oh, it's okay if I go and get her up now, right? Because Zoe's still asleep usually. Yeah. So I'll go up there and get her. And right now, currently, man, I would say it's even better because – we have this routine. I sit her on the counter by the coffee pot. Don't tell my mom or my wife because they'll fit <laughs> out. I watch her and make sure she doesn't fall. But I sit her there. I'm already doing stuff like that with yeah. too. Yeah, I sit her there and man, we just eat some like strawberries or she eats a banana usually every morning. I'll feed her her banana and I'll sip on my coffee and that's just like you can't beat that. You know what I mean? What time is that? Like 4.30 in the morning? No. So it's usually, I go to the gym at like 5 and then I get home and I have usually from like 6.45 to 7.30 before I leave. So there's that little 45 minute window in there that uh, that we, we kind of chill out and eat bananas and drink coffee together. That's what I need to figure out. I mean, it's really hard right now because Finley's still very young. Yeah. It seems like it's been way longer than a month and a week. But yeah. Um, I'm finding myself having to stay up later and that's why it's so hard for me to get up in the morning for the gym right now with him. So like today I went to the gym at two o'clock PM, you know, and that's okay. I still made it, but in my head, in my head, I'm always beating myself up going, dude, you could have got up this morning when your alarm initially went off, but you did it because you were too tired or whatever it is. But like last night I'm sitting there till one trying to give Laura some free time to shower and all that, holding him while he's asleep. And yeah. in that stage where he like won't sleep unless he's up against you. And, you know, I'm trying to just really, I guess it's a really good exercise for me as long as I don't use it as an excuse for laziness to go, it's okay. You know, it's, all, it's not the end of the world. Don't beat yourself up about it to the point where you're like negative self-talk type of shit. Yeah. And, and it's all right, you know? Yeah. And there's this stigma on if you don't wake up early in the morning, you're not successful. And that's, kind of bogus like you know what I mean as far as as far as that goes like if you're getting the same amount of work done if you're 
if you're prioritizing everything the same way you would if you did wake up early versus if you didn't, then it, I don't really know why it matters. I don't think it does, honestly, in yeah. my opinion, right? So you're just staying up later now to, to get the same stuff done, right? And maybe you're having to go to the gym different. So Yeah, I'm looking, I, I really, I'm a schedule guy though. And yeah, I with, do. With the <laughs> podcast, with, you know, like I'm pretty, I'm consistently like auditioning and stuff too. And I've got a lot of, I've got my hands in a lot of pies, as one of my friends put it. Yeah. And it's like, and uh, having a schedule and like really planning it out, I think is going to, is going to help me out. But, uh, you know, there's always that point in time when little man is upset or Laura needs help. And I'm like, I'm, I'm happy that I'm available and I'm not at work right now. Yeah. Um, which is a blessing, but at the same time, it's like, I'm learning, man. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, we are. Literally every you and me day. Both. You and me both, man. <laughs> and I don't think, I think it's a never ending battle. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. Um, I'm, I'm just like every single day, just preparing myself mentally. Like some might have to go deal with something, something new today. Uh, you know, whether it be with, with the baby or with, uh, just transitioning as like in your relationship with your partner, when you have a baby, um, that is one of the things that I always read about and I, and I didn't realize is actually, it's a big thing. Even if you're, you got the best communication together. It can it can challenge you for sure. Yeah, definitely. That's been a huge part of uh, oh, I would say the challenge with my wife and I is still finding time to enjoy with each other because that's just as important, right? Like, absolutely, you want to be around the kids and your wife and be all together as a family. But it's good to get away for a while and focus on each other individually, right? Yeah, and it's almost like. You know, that especially the first time you go on a date after you have the baby, it's almost kind of like you're going on your first date again. It's like, wow, this is... Yeah, we had a good time when we went out <laughs> that first time. We had a really good time. She got a drink. Yeah. She was like, ooh, I got a drink. Right, but I took like one drink. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> it was... No, it was really nice, though. I... I it, it made it... um It made it that much more special. Yeah. Because... And it'll continue to be like that. And then eventually we just kind of bring him with us. Yes. You know, unless it's specifically us. Right. And then you come back, you know, I know when we're away from the girls for a while and it doesn't take an hour or so. And I'm like, oh, I kind of miss Owen. This is weird. Yeah, we did. I did. I did miss him when we were there at dinner. When we got back, I was like, where is it? Are you afraid they're going to forget about you? That's right. 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 <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, well, what, um, I got, I got one more thing that I want to ask you before we go. And I want to talk about um, what makes you who you are as an individual or what are some things that define you as a person and what that, what that means for you moving forward in life. Because I know that you've got a lot of goals. I'm sure that you have plenty of, plenty of goals in the future to come um, with your family and with yourself and, and things that you're looking to chase and achieve. And I'm interested in knowing what makes you what makes you you and who you are when it comes to that? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question, man. It's deep. Um, <laughs> gosh, how the hard one? Yeah, I even have to think about that one. <laughs> um, I mean, as far as like what makes me me, um, I think one is like I I know that I am. Just recently, I would say in the past couple of years, I've learned to give myself grace that I know that I'm not perfect, um, and I never will be. Um, I'm also not afraid to like check myself 
Uh, I know if, if I'm falling out of line or if I'm, I don't know, slacking in an area, I'm not afraid to tell myself that I am and I'm not afraid to work on it. Do you beat yourself up when it comes to that? You I tend to sometimes, or are you pretty good, pretty good with that? I've gotten a lot better, you know. I used to beat myself over, over. I used to beat myself up over that stuff. Um, but I just think that over time, I've learned like it. it and this sounds so cliche, but it true. It is what it is, and all you can do is basically like respond. In, in a good way, right? So then uh, that's it. How you respond to the situation is going to... Yeah, there's no... Yeah, there's the, that's the outcome. There's no point in responding negatively because what are you doing to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. But it it, it did. It takes you a while to figure that out. It's not easy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again. Um, but then as far as everything else that makes me mean, man, I'm just... Uh, I'm a competitor at heart and everything. Like, if if you go four minutes in the tub, I, you know, in the ice bath, I want to go yeah. five. If you got this time and this workout I want to go and not even because I care or want to brag or but I'm just like I truly just I I love competition I think it brings out the best in people I think it brings out the worst in people but I think that it brings out the realness um and will tell you a lot about who a person is and what they're willing to do and you know what I mean um yeah and then what else was it with the family you said you were saying like I mean are you are, are you are you looking looking forward to to moving, moving on and, you know, like you said, getting your first new house and, 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 and how does that look for you? Um, you know, as far as your years to come here. Yeah. So I, listen, we're, first of all, we got a big house project. We're going to be working on a lot of stuff, but I think, man, I just want to be the whole gist of this all is I just want to be super, super present with my family, with my girls and my wife. Um, it's harder than, it's harder than it is than it sounds. God, especially like you have a bunch of things that you do. You don't do just one thing where you consistent. I mean, you go to work every day and come back same time and all that. But then you got other things that you're doing that make your everyday different. And yeah, I'm I'm the same way. So it's like, I I I sometimes have to put on my to do list for the day all caps be present because it's like remind yourself, dude, to be present because especially right now, like if you're not you're not going to get that back with your little ones or, you know, with where you are in life right now. Yeah. And then that's it, man. Ty, I mean, it's, it's obvious time flies. And before you know it, like, you know, uh, two month old baby turns into a year old and then you're starting to wonder like, man, where, where did the time go? And was I present? Did they remember that? So I just want them to, uh, Man, I think that's my life goal in general is just like be present always with my family and uh, just be a good example. Yeah. That's a big one for me too. Maintaining that that good example and like being the best being the best version of yourself that you can be because you gotta be you gotta be good for yourself so that you can be even better for your family and for everything else that you're doing. I think it's a that's a big that's a big part of all of it. All of it. Um, but now it's time for Homie of the Week. And this week, the Homie of the Week is my boy, Ryan Slobodzinski. He's got a hell of a last name. <laughs> he is the head brewer of Blowing Rock Brewing Company, which is based out of Blowing Rock, but also has a location here in Hickory, North Carolina. 
his recent uh, one of his recent goals that he accomplished is he actually won a couple of medals for a couple of beers that he made, which is pretty cool. Um, he's got a good a good thing going there. He's a he's a he's a very smart dude. I'm looking forward to the conversations involving a little bit of the science behind brewing with him. Um, he went to App State for brewing science, and then and then his first gig out of App State was brewing science. Yeah. I didn't know that that was yeah. Ray's a Ray's a brewing science guy too. That's awesome. He was on a couple episodes ago. Um, Ryan looks so he looks like he would be very intelligent. Yeah, I, when you start talking to him about beer, you get him going. He is just like <laughs> he just he'll just go, man. I'm like, dude, I didn't I know a decent amount about brewing beer, and I didn't really really yeah. thought about all this. That's stuff. cool, man. Yeah, I know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> um, but something unique about him as an individual, I know that he he never misses an opportunity for a dad joke. This man will come at you hard like you'll say one thing and now i know him well enough i'm like oh hell he's not here comes the dad joke <laughs> um and i know that it, he's also he's really got a, a great like uplifting personality uh me and him lift most mornings where i was lifting with him 7 a.m every morning um and you know every time if i was feeling a little bit less motivated he's got something to say that you know and vice versa you know we all have guys like that in the gym absolutely um and one of his goals that he's working towards is he's uh he's he's really wanted to continue to work out and follow a strict plan and put on ten pounds of muscle, which if he puts on ten pounds of muscle he's gonna be jacked. So I was like, dude, you can do it. You just gotta eat, man. Keep up your routine and eat. Nope. Uh, this does it. But also he told me he's uh he's going for gold next year as a head brewer, and they they're actually in Nashville right now for the craft beer conference and they've got their beer on tap there at the and that's like nationwide man so pretty cool he's doing big things looking forward to having him on um i'm glad you were here dude i'm glad that we were able to talk about uh the stuff that we went through and i'm also even though i'm a little salty about it glad that you were able to do five minutes and and all that <laughs> but i'm gonna start the leaderboard so future guests let me know now they've got now they eventually we're gonna have people in the cold plunge tub at 42 degrees or less, trying to stay in for like six minutes plus. <laughs> Dude, that's a whole nother level. Dude, I'm going to be here like at night at your house practicing. Go <laughs> walk outside. What are you doing, Tim? No, you're going to you're gonna throw in into your morning routine coming over here first there you go. for five minutes a yeah. day or ten minutes. No, I, I seriously, I, I love it. The benefits of it are insane. If nothing else, if you don't even get into the scientific benefits and all that, it's just mental, man. Absolutely. It's all mental. And it, it's like the biggest thing for me is when I started doing, when I was doing it consistently every morning, it's like that's that's a pretty hard part out of your day that you've already got no, not to mention if you cold plunge and then go straight to the gym, you're already done for the day. Like <laughs> all you got to do is go to work or all you got to do is, you know, something with your family or take care of your kids or something. That ain't nothing. Right, right. <laughs> so that's a, that's a big thing for me is just, it's just mental. It helps you build that mental tough toughness too. I mean, I've asked some friends if they want to do it and they've just straight up said no. <laughs> and I can't blame them. It's like, all right, yeah, to, yeah. You know, to each their own. But also, why are you, why not, why not just say yes? I asked Laura, I said, are you going to, when we do your episode, I've, I've got the schedule and episode 17 is going to be Laura and so mom's going to be on. <laughs> and, and, uh, and we might even have Finley as a guest, you know, cooing in the background or something. But I said, are you going to cold plunge before your episode? Is that going to be your first time ever? She said, 
yeah, I'll do it, but I'm not going to do it colder than 50. And I was like, and not, and I probably will go more than like 30 seconds. And I was like, for a moment. Okay, fine. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> this initial attack. Watch your starts. Yeah. You're like, I got to do it every day. <laughs> but no, dude, I appreciate you being on, uh, taking the time out of your day. Um, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to, to seeing you in the gym. I know it's always, every time I see you in the gym, you know, I'm like, all right, hell yeah, he's getting after it. I'm about to get after it too. We've still got to, I need to get into a point where we can uh, lift together. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be good for me. Um, just personally to have someone else. I think it's good to switch up if you, if you, and, but it's also, I'm sure the same way. Sometimes you are, you're just in that mental state where you're like, I want to lift alone today. Yeah. And I don't want absolutely. I don't work out with anyone else. Yeah. Both sides of that. Yep. I haven't, I, I like working out with someone else, um, but they need to be a motivator and they need to be on it. Absolutely. Um, where, you know, you're constantly moving, supersetting, you know, tri-sets of stuff. We're, we're doing weird stuff too. We're, you know, throwing in core all the time here and there, throwing in decline push-ups, you know, whatever. Just, I don't like standing around. Yeah, no, I'm the same way, man. And that's, yeah, that's why half the time, well, 99.9% of the time, I just work out alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get one in soon. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I will, uh, I'll see you in the gym. See you there, man. I'll see <laughs> you on the record board for the cold plunge. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week.